the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. And they would take that whip across your tight back, and they would beat your back with that leather whip with the little pieces of bone in the end, and your back would become like raw hamburger meat. It is worse than anything you have ever witnessed or seen. And they whipped him not five times, not ten times, not twenty times. They whipped him 39 times. Now, normally, write this down, normally, the purpose of scourging was to force an admission of your crime. When most prisoners saw the big Roman soldier approaching with the whip in hand, they quickly confessed. Why, a few lashes brought the truth out from even the most hardened of criminals. The question is, why did Jesus have to take all 39 lashes? The answer is because there was nothing to confess. He had committed no crime. There was no crime to confess to. Therefore, Jesus, he had done absolutely nothing wrong. So he had to stand there and take all 39 lashes. And besides that, his face was beaten again and again. His beard was plucked out. They, people came and spat upon his face so much. Isaiah 52, this is in your Bible. It says that just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man. His form was marred beyond human likeness. He didn't even look human. He was forsaken. He was flogged. Number three, write this down. He was crucified. He was nailed to a cross. Now we know that people survived flogging but no one ever survived crucifixion its purpose was death yes jesus suffered the cru cruelty of scourging 
But the worst was still to come. His quivering, shredded, bloody back was laid upon a crude, rugged, splintered cross. They took seven-inch nails and pounded those nails through his hands. They took another nail and it went through his ankle into that wood cross. Recent archaeologists in Jerusalem recently discovered in a burial site, they found a heel bone that had actually had a nail that had gone through it. And this was someone that had been uh, crucified on a cross. And this uh, artifact today is in a museum in Israel called the Israel Museum. And if you ever go to that museum, I've been there. Oh, there's a million artifacts. Make sure you make your way to the exhibit area that has this artifact and look for yourself the nail going through the foot there. And they nailed Jesus to a cross. And then they picked the cross up. And as it falls down into that hole with those nails, the pain shot through his nervous system. Number four, write this down. The next thing I want you to see in our text, it's very important. That Jesus was crucified between two criminals, as we read in verse 32. Next to Jesus, one on his right and one on his left, two criminals. They all share the same fate. They all would die that day. Now Jesus, the one on the middle, he's royalty. He's the son of God. He's the king of all kings. Now, if you are a king, an earthly king, a normal king, when you die, you're in the finest hospital money can buy surrounded by the finest doctors and nurses that money can provide. But the Jesus, the royalty King Jesus, he doesn't die on a hospital bed. He dies on a rugged Roman cross between two criminals. But there's a difference between the man in the middle and the two criminals on the outside. The criminals were on their crosses for their personal crimes, Jesus was there for the crimes of humanity. The criminals were there against their will. Jesus was there willingly. The criminals were unable to escape. Jesus could have escaped with just one word. He could have been off that cross. Well, write this down. The criminals were held to their crosses by nails. Jesus was held to his cross by a thing called love. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you learn one thing in this sermon series, you need to learn that Jesus Christ loves you and that he willingly went to that cross. The Bible says that he could have called 10,000 angels. We know that there's a story in the Old Testament where one angel, just one angel, 
in one story in the Old Testament killed 185,000 soldiers. Just one angel did that. And on the cross, the Bible says that Jesus could have called 10,000 angels to deliver him. And not only could he have done that, this is my own opinion. I don't, there's no proof of this. But I believe at that moment in time when he's on that cross, that every angel in heaven was standing on the threshold, ready to go, waiting for the word, let us rescue Jesus. But the word never came because Jesus willingly remained on that cross. And he remained there out of his love and out of his grace for you. Which takes me to the fifth point. Jesus is our Savior. Oh, I know all this is heavy stuff. I kind of hoped it would keep the attention of the young people. That Jesus was forsaken and that He was scourged, that He was crucified. But why did Jesus do all this? This may or may not seem difficult for you to understand. It's easy for me to explain. Jesus is our Savior because He saved us from our sins. He's called Savior because He saves us from going to a place called hell. He saves us from our sins. He saves us from our addictions. He saves us from our failures. So when you see Jesus on the cross and all that He went through and all of the agony, you just need to know He did all of that for one reason. That purpose was to save you. You say, well, Pastor, I'm still confused. How does Jesus dying on that cross save me? I, I, I know that he suffered, but what does that have to do with him saving me? Oh, oh it's easy to explain this. I, I've known this, what I'm about to share with you since I was a middle schooler. It's just three little lines. The first line says, all have sinned. Everybody has sinned. Is that hard for you to understand? raise your hand if you've ever committed a sin. Raise your hand if you're a sinner. Yeah, see, look. Oh, that one lady, she didn't raise her hand. She's a liar. (laughs) We've all sinned. That's not hard to understand. Line two says that the wages, the penalty, the consequences of our sins is death i mean if you if you commit the crime you should do the time and we've all sinned therefore we should all suffer the consequences of that sin you can't blame someone else for your sin you committed the sin i sin i can't blame you for my if i sin i've got to be held accountable for my sin you got to be held accountable for your sin the bible says that we've all sinned the wages of sin is death. but you need to study that third line because in romans 5 8 it says that God demonstrates His love for us and this, that Christ died for us. Christ died for us. We've all sinned. Consequences of our sin. We should, we should have to die. But Christ died for us. Oh, write this down, write this down, write this down. You and I... Should have been on that middle cross. This thief, this criminal, he deserved that cross. This thief, this criminal, 
He deserved his cross. That guy in the middle, he didn't deserve to be there. He had done nothing wrong. He climbed up there in my place and in your place. We should have been the one on that middle cross. But he died for us. He died for the whole world. He died for you. He died for me. He died for all of humanity. Now, you still need to come to him, accept him, believe in him, put your faith in him. The Bible says in John 3, 16, you know this verse, that God in heaven so loved the world, humanity, that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to die on that cross, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have what? Everlasting life. Listen, you don't, listen, you don't get to go to heaven just because you're a good person. You don't get to go to heaven because you gave some money to a homeless person. You don't get to go to heaven because you recycled some plastic bottles to help save the planet. You don't get to go to heaven because you drove your Tesla to a Pilates class. You only get to go to heaven because of what Jesus Christ did on that cross. And if you believe in him that he took your place, you shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Now, you should realize if you've been listening today, number six, write this down and don't, don't leave me because this is like, I said all that to say this. Only Jesus, only Jesus can give hope to the hopeless. Only Jesus can give hope to the hopeless. I want to take your mind, go back to this scene I don't want you to think about the middle cross for just the next few moments. I want you to think about those two thieves, one on his left and one on his right. Both of those thieves are in what we would call a hopeless situation. This thief is in a hopeless situation, and this thief is in a hopeless situation. They had lived their lives in complete rebellion against man and God. They had both been arrested for crimes that they had committed. They had been tried. They had been convicted of their crimes. They had been sentenced to die on a cross for their sins. And as they hang there, they, 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 they knew, they knew that they didn't have long to live. They knew that before the sun would set, that their life would be over. They knew that there was nothing that they could do to ever escape the cross that they were hanging on. They were in a total hopeless situation. And in their hopeless situation, they mock. Remember the, the crowd sneers and the rulers mock and Pilate mocks and the criminals mock. They mock the only person in the whole world that can save them. It's the same thing that happens today with all the atheists running around and the agnostics and the non-believers in Hollywood 
who's always mocking Christians and always mocking Jesus and everything on social media websites, they're all mocking the one person in the world that can actually save them. Everyone is mocking Jesus until something happens in the heart of one of those two criminals. His heart begins to soften towards the one in the middle. And I've always asked myself, what is it that caused his heart to turn towards the one in the middle. And you know what I think it was? I think it's when he heard the, wor- the first words that Jesus spoke. When Jesus said, Father... Forgive them. For you see that criminal over here? He had probably seen the nails go through Jesus' hands. He had probably seen the nails that were driven through Jesus' feet. He had probably seen the crown of thorns that were placed upon Jesus' brow. He had probably seen all the mocking and the jeering and the plucking of the beard and the people hitting Jesus and mocking Jesus and Him being marred beyond human likeness. He had seen all that. And not only that, He had experienced that pain Himself. So He knew what Jesus was suffering. He was suffering Himself. And He also knew the injustice because He said, I know this man has done nothing wrong. I deserve to be here. He's done nothing wrong. And in that pain and in that torture and in that scourging and in that injustice and in that mocking and in that nakedness, Jesus stands there before his accusers and before the religious leaders. He says these words, Father in heaven, the first time he speaks, he speaks seven times. This is the first thing that he says, the first thing on his mind. He says, Father, forgive them. And when this criminal hears those words, He starts to ask himself, who is this man who offers such grace, such love? Stay with me. He then says, remember me. And Jesus says, we read it. I'm going to add a little bit. Jesus says, I know you look like you're in a hopeless situation over there on that cross. And I know you think this is the end of your life. And I know, I know you think you're getting all the things that you deserve. But I want you to know that what I'm doing here on this cross right now is to give you everlasting life. And even though you think this is the end and I know you think you're in a hopeless situation, I want you to know that this is not the end. I want you to know that today, before this day is over, you will be with me in a place called paradise. (laughs) 
You see those three crosses in your notes? Hold, hold your notes up. Let me see those three crosses. Oh, I got a name. We got a name for each of those crosses. A name? A name. I want you to write this down. Cross number one is rebellion. That's the name of that cross. The guy that hangs on that cross, he's lived a life of rebellion. That middle cross, you should know the name of that cross. Write it down. It's a cross of redemption. A cross of redemption. And that third cross, write it down. It's a cross called repentance. It's a story of a man who deserves to die, but instead he turns, instead of away from God, he turns to God to accept. Listen. There is nothing he can do over here except turn to the one who can save him. Amen? Oh, that's a a good story right there. So I just want to ask you, which of those two thieves are you today? Are you the guy that's going to, to the day you die, You're just going to do nothing but mock and jeer the only person who can save you. Or are you going to be the person that today in your hopeless situation that you think that some of you are here today, you think you can't go another day. Are you willing to turn to the one who came to redeem, to restore, to forgive, and to allow you to live for all of eternity in a place called heaven? It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. 
Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. Calling all men. Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. You just bring your Bible into Buddy, and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast, Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com. And don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.